Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who does not let not seeing a movie prevent him from talking about it. That is me, and I am Danny. <laughs> and I will tell you everything about a movie that I haven't seen yet. So let's start with... Also joining us... <laughs> Is the host who takes vacations without any money whatsoever. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. It's called hoboing around, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My name is Blake. What you do is you jump in a box train. Box train it up. With my stick and bindle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say bindle. That's what I was, is it called a trundle? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> Can of beans. Oh, I'm set. That's all you need. Yeah. Just ask, I, the, I, you... ask the dude from Nightmare Alley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Of course, that didn't end so well, so maybe it's not uh, Yeah, well, I won't burn my apartment down on them, man. I, I, I grew up next to the train tracks uh, a long, long time ago in Socorro, and that was my biggest dream to run away, like, get a little bindle, because I had, like, a little Spider-Man handkerchief, and I had a stick, and I put all my lovely possessions, and I tried to, like, jump on a train. What were your it's, possessions? It's, it's, uh, fucking it's like bullshit. Donatello... <laughs> it's a known fact that uh hobos respect the person with the spider-man kerchief yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the don't, that's the head fuck. honcho hobo <laughs> the fuck with that guy yeah. <laughs> uh, um, this is a very 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 special episode for us we're celebrating our 25,000 downloads, so we're actually doing a triple feature this week that we think is a good cross-section of uh, what we've done on this show and what people seem to like. Uh, Just a reminder, we have a giveaway going on where we're giving away movies and original horror art and shirts, so leave us a comment on uh, any of the social medias that you find us or uh, leave us a rating. No one's given us a rating in a long time on (laughs) Apple Podcasts. I don't know how to take that. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but anywhere you want to drop us a line, Morbidly Beautiful, you can comment there on it, but uh, we'd love to hear what you think, any suggestions or ideas. We're actually starting off with a horror movie from 2017. It's based on a true story that took place in 1991. It's about a girl named Veronica. It's a European Spanish movie, according to Netflix. Okay. (laughs) It's about a teenage girl, hangs out with some friends, plays with a Ouija board. uh, And this is all true, apparently. And she is found dead just days later. So Veronica from Spain, or European Spanish, as Netflix put it on, on there, <laughs> um, from 2017. This is second week in a row where we've had a Netflix movie that starts from the ending. What a fucking ending. Like, <laughs> what a f- way to start a movie just with somebody yelling and it literally cuts to the next morning. I love the camera tricks in this movie so fucking much. There are, there, oh, there's a lot of cool, like... Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool things. Yeah, well, spoiler warning, like, we're going to talk about some elements of the movie, but you can definitely watch this and not be ruined by anything that we say. Um, is this... The, the eclipse is a huge part of it, so... Um, <laughs> any, anything Wait, cool. involving that. <laughs> is, is this movie in spoiler territory, or is it... 2017. 
Yeah. Like we were not talking about this movie. Okay. Five years, okay. Danny. Five years. Oh, okay. So um, I don't know. Um, like I'm, at this point, like I was like I was very. At this point, I know. Well, let's be honest. You don't care. Like if you've seen it, you're going to talk about it. But in respect to the <laughs> respectfully yes. to people who haven't seen it, yes, uh, yes, we're yes. not. We don't it. But the the camera shot that you're talking to about in particular, not very impressive. Um, this is one of those movies where the the ending being in the beginning. Uh, we were talking. Kind, we kind of touched on it last week. It's not the best idea, I don't think. Uh, in horror movies, generally, they, this is pretty much exactly what they do. This is like mm-hmm. horror 101 here. Yes. No, so it's not bad, but it doesn't really stand out. You're just like, oh, it's going to end with someone screaming, and then they're going to wake up in bed screaming, and it's going to be three days earlier, which is exactly <laughs> what happened, <laughs> which is fine. That's just one of the – horror is so fun because of its many tropes. This is one of the tropes of horror, so – while there is lots of good camera work in it, I, that particular part really didn't impress me. Really? Okay. Well, I think the editing on that was really, really fun. Because I do feel like this story, I do feel like this movie is very tropey. I do think like towards the middle end, I did lose a little bit of interest. I, I think because it did drag, but I think that's on its time limit over than anything else. Because uh, I do think some of the camera tricks, uh, the camera tricks kind of like tell you where the story is going to go to. And I thought that was a very, when I saw the aha moment, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. There, there was a, the way it started, it was kind of, I mean, I, I didn't think one thing or the other of it, but yeah, I guess once it like about 15 minutes in, I was like, all right, you know, I get it. <laughs> I get, <laughs> I get, I get the, this fucking movie, you know, it's just going to be this. I, and it was very by the numbers exactly what you think and a ouija ouija is how do you say that ouija board it's so cookie cutter that like i was like man i'm just waiting for i'm kind of just waiting for this movie to kind of get on with itself not to say there weren't some actually some creepy scenes in, in, in mm-hmm. here a, a few times there definitely was i had a hard time this movie i had a hard time like staying with it if that makes if, yeah, yeah, it, it does yeah. when there's there's a, a blind nun named sister death you kind of <laughs> know what you're in for there's not a lot of nuance to to this not that there should be but i mean it's right. it, it's very paint by numbers um the camera work is pretty cool like there was a part where i just looked down and i looked up and uh i don't know what it was i think it was the mouth of a flashlight or something but the way it was shot it looked really strange to me. It was a, that was really cool. One thing that was kind of weird to me was towards the end of the movie, uh, Veronica is walking and then as she's walking, they kind of impose like uh, the occult book that she's bought on the ground. Oh, like, yeah. I thought that was, it was kind of came out of nowhere and was weird. It was like a music video and <laughs> didn't really fit the movie. It was, yeah. I thought that was a little bit weird. Um, speaking of music video, yeah. this is one of two movies where music is, incredibly important to it and this music was awesome yeah so you guys have never heard of Edwes del Silencio have you ever heard of this this band from is this the Budberry from... guy do yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yes my Mexican wife made it a point to tell me <laughs> hey it's Budberry <laughs> yeah I, uh, I was very familiar with it I actually I... actually showed me a picture of the band yeah. I was like wow they look hilarious they look like a cover band that would play at street fest and, then, like, uh, and they, the cover was on the <laughs> yes, yes. yeah so i you know the the not to spoil too much in this movie but they they have a band uh, a song called between two earths i thought 
it was going to be played because it's like one of their like big, big, like heavy songs. And it, that has to deal with certain elements in this movie. And I was like, oh, I see why they would choose this band. I was like, okay, so that's where I was like, oh, you're using this music to kind of like impose your ideas. It worked, first of all, because like the first 15 minutes or whenever that first song comes in, I was like, I was jamming along and I was like, hell yeah, I love this song. Thanks a lot, Dad, for showing me this song and like shoving it down my throat when I was a kid uh, in 1990. Uh, but then the music's cool too because I was like, when the music played the first song, the first song is like probably the best song, and it's like rocking. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is straight out of the 90s. And I missed uh, I watched the beginning, but I just didn't pay attention to the dates. And Regina was like, yeah, this is 91. And I was like, oh, yeah, then this is like perfect. This perfect. Is, yeah, like, fuck totally, yeah. This is totally time and place. Like, I, I totally dug it. <laughs> I wanted to clear some bush. <laughs> the um one of the things that i thought was really cool about this movie um and a lot of horror movies try this but i don't think they get it over as well as this one does but um the family in this is really like the, the unit not counting the mom but just the kids like they were really tight and they had they were organized and it came off as very authentic i really like that oh yeah actually that that was probably my favorite uh yeah character dynamic through the entire movie was was that little group very much reminded me of like uh you know kind of like one of those little stephen king posses of yeah. like of kids like dealing with fucking evil forces um yeah i thought that was i thought they were really cool and i thought for little kids they were all pretty good little actors yeah i, I thought they were really good actors i do think like uh the main actress Ver- veronica i thought she she did carry a lot of that weight for oh, yeah. this and I, and i do feel like whatever if this you know because it is inspired by true events it's just like i hope like she's doing well and not you know possessed by any kind of like crazy i hope she is <laughs> yeah that's why we haven't heard from her since like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't watching a movie it was a documentary <laughs> based on the true events that were documented in the movie. Yeah. The, um, so the ending it kind of um I, I really thought the ending was cool. It's like, oh, so this is actually what's going on. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, it kind of kept, it was one of those where it kept going. Yeah. And, and I was like, man, yeah. you know, you had like pretty much a perfect ending for as perfect as this type of movie can have. It was one of those ahas, like, oh, really? That's cool. And then it goes on and adds another, you know, bit to it. It's Layer. Like, uh, yeah. It's like, you don't need that. So uh, it took away from my enjoyment of it um so yeah no the uh i thought it you know because we we saw it right from the get-go we saw this and so i i actually thought it wasn't even a good crescendo to to the end i usually when you do that you're gonna get a kind of a cooler build more exhilarating or more unexpected than what you get and yeah there's a little twist to it but um yeah i was super underwhelmed that that's where the movie could have really like made a name for itself and it it didn't it didn't do that in my opinion I am torn. I thought the ending was that that first half of the ending was super great. Up to the crescendo, we get this, this, that little added bit that Pat was mentioning, and that's where I'm like, oh. And then it keeps on going, and then it sh- it just bursts your bubble, and it does kind of like ruin a little bit of that fun. I don't know. I, I feel like I this was the first movie I saw today, <laughs> so. Uh, I, this was like at six in the morning and i do really think i enjoyed this movie more than I, <laughs> like that i think than a lot of people did you watch all the movies today 
That'd no, no, so I just cool. I watched it. Oh. No, I did. I did. Oh, that'd be crazy. I did awesome. this one today. Um, I did. <laughs> I did a cube with Celia, and she was like, "What?" Uh, but we'll, we'll talk. To, yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this was one of the, okay. I, it was like three movies. So I can't do that in one day because I'm going to go nuts. All right, sorry. This one you can tell, and um, David Simon he talked about this with The Wire. Like The Wire is a uh, one of the reasons that people say that it never really was. Uh, it was critically like loved but like people never really got into it because it never ever ever filled in backstories ever like you actually oh, actually yeah. had to watch the show to know what was going on they there was only one flashback ever like they talk about there's only one flashback ever in that entire series and that's at the end of the first season because hbo said you have to put a flashback in and after that oh. he never did it again but he said you can tell how well written something is by how many flashbacks they have to have I did like that. I was when they did the first inning, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a, but there was like six or seven <laughs> flashbacks of the new, like this happened and then yeah. this happened. <laughs> this happened. Yeah. So it's like, do you remember oh. this? Do you remember that? Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like, well, you know, if the writing was a little tighter, like they wouldn't have had to have done that for me. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. totally okay. You could have spent the whole rest of the fucking movie expressing some of that shit. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I, I feel Actually, like they really could have easily. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? You had they could have cut a lot of that. I do feel like the, the it's it's long. I do feel like and it, it weighs a lot. It weighs a lot in this. I, I I did lose interest in this movie like halfway through it. So I even all the positive things I just said right now, I do feel like it is too long. I think yeah. this is the longest one that we've seen. Yeah, of the three movies, it is. But I mean, it's not even two hours. I think we've seen longer movies, but oh, I think uh, last week we had an hour and fifty something. Yeah, it, it's in yeah. that. It's like right at yeah, it's like one fifty seven or something. But we've talked about it on the show before. Like one of the best things about horror is when nowadays movies keep getting longer and longer. Horror like insists on staying at ninety minutes. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. awesome. They yeah. keep it precise and concise. Dude, I'm like a big fan of like the 81 minute craze that's happening. Yeah, I've seen like, that a lot too. Like, you, you, get a lot of the, you get some 76 ones in there too. Yeah. Oh, ooh. you're like, mm. yeah. rub those hands together, I you're going to get a good one. This uh, week, it's the whole quality versus quantity thing. I mean, uh, ask Martin Scorsese with Irishman. I mean, that shit was oh long. It was like <laughs> of his career and of that year. But um, yeah. yeah, like with horror, especially, like, and in this kind of horror movie where we were talking about, it's from the beginning. It is straight to the point. You know what you're going to yeah. get. There's no need to go two hours on it. No. Yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> no. the, half an hour. 45 easily. minutes. Yeah. Oh, easily. Easy, easy, easy. Put more Eros del Silencio. Actually, make it into an Eros del Silencio movie. You know what? I, I did dig the music. Music was dope. Music was awesome. And they do a great job with, uh, with the family unit. I also mm-hmm. liked, it was pretty interesting, uh, aside from Sister Death, the... Um, <laughs> the adults said like very little impact on the story and i, I thought that was kind of it's not a children's fan it's not uh, it's not a kid horror movie but no. it was cool that the adults meant so little to it yeah no it was cool it reminded me of uh here there be tigers or i think uh, it's kind of like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of had that kind of vibe which i man i really like that movie yeah, yeah that, that 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 was a good uh, similar um Similar vibe, similar, similar vibe, yeah. but uh, just a little better, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I would say. So, <laughs> so uh, Veronica from 2017 on Netflix right now. Danny, C or no C? 
Uh, it is a C for me. Uh, I do have to warn you about that two-hour mark, about the two-hour mark. It is long. It's probably not the first thing you should see in the morning, but see it. It's uh, it's fun. It's it's been done, but it's fun and it has that other silencio. Blake, what about you? Uh, what have we got? C or no C? I would say pass. Pass on it. No, nah, I don't think you need to see it. It's uh, uh, the music was awesome. Check out the band on your own. Don't have to watch the movie to enjoy the music of this band. Now pass. pass. Yeah, this is one of those movies where like um, it's really really for horror fans. Like because of the music and because it's so easy to get into, I, I would say see it. But keep in mind it's long, and if you don't feel like reading and you don't know European Spanish, <laughs> this is not the movie for you. For our second movie, we are delving into sci-fi horror, going back to 1997, and we are visiting. Cube. It's a very common movie nowadays, actually. Um, it's about uh, people who wake up with no memory whatsoever of how they got into this gigantic cube. Uh, it's a basically an escape room type movie uh, filled with booby traps. So there's, I'm guessing that this movie is kind of an influence on Saw, actually. Uh, independent science fiction horror movie from Canada from 1997. This was your pick, Danny Cube. This is a movie that's been talked about along uh, amongst our, our our friends, and I've never seen it. Uh, and I think one time Pablo was watching it, and I think I had to go to work. Uh, so this was kind of like a thing that we we've talked about, and one of the things that we don't really mention, and it's not the faculty. So <laughs> I felt like this was kind of be a really good first time, or first time like revisiting in a while type of thing. And this this movie's interesting in. So Veronica, we talked about how awesome the music was in that. Piercing, which we'll get to, music plays a huge part of. This movie, I don't know if it had any music whatsoever in it. No, it, it kind of had like weird humps. It was, it was, it was very. Man, this was a yeah. This was a sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi movie when it came when it came to that. Like it made me kind of. Now that you're talking about it, I'm kind of realizing like, like, man, some of some great sci-fi movies have like very little fucking score, if any. It's way more unsettling to think about yeah. that, you know, because thinking that you wake up in this strange puzzle box, essentially, and you don't know what is going on, it, it, it's and you hear, hear nothing but humming. It, it's kind of it is very unsettling. The world in this, the, the world building in this is fucking great, and I do you see the the influence that Saw guy. But you know, you 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 leave that a little bit behind you, and then you start thinking about everything else that was put into like to be as accurate as it can be, mathematically accurate. So I I, I the, it is insane to think about how much. Well, here's the funny thing: so to me, when movies are that involved in like it's kind of um, what's the word for it? Like it's a catch twenty two, right? Like the the math has to be highly highly um intelligent and way out there because if it's too simple then and anybody could figure out figure it out then you're like well shit like why did it take him so why did it take him an hour and a half to get this or right. days you know <laughs> yeah however when it's that complicated then you have to have a character who's a whiz at math 
or in this case, this is from 1997, so we're going to go all in on the spoilers. You're going to have someone who's an idiot savant, and I don't know if that's the correct word or not, no, or correct term, <laughs> but Rain you have man. to have someone who, uh, you have to have a Rain Man type character, which is, that's that's a, a do, doing sex back in the, right? Yeah. yeah. Super, super, super silly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, It's kind of one of those, like, it's like Ready Player One type of thing. Oh, the, this movie was all very convenient for itself, right? I mean, it, yes. it, it just it just is. And those characters are like so outlandish to, in how they start to like, well, they all discover that. So a bunch of people find their way to one cube, right? So they're in this mm-hmm. fucking, there's, and there's a door in each room. They realize pretty quickly that, fuck, man, you go in the wrong door, you get, you get sl- killed, sliced and diced, burned, acid faced. Could be any number. Yeah. <laughs> could be any number of horrific deaths. The the guy who got cubed was I like that one. That one was really cool. That uh, was cool. The, the opening one. Yeah, yeah the, the opening, opening one. one. Yeah, really well done. I like that. Good I love. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I the concept is awesome. And if I if I'm not mistaken, like the, I, there's like whole subreddits devoted to like the like the actual science and math behind like what the cube would actually look like, like yeah. how it works. Like there's like whole like shit into this movie. I I I love the setup. The setup is super cool in this fucking crazy it's like primer this movie reminded me of like primer it's like oh you you just very conveniently have like these guys that are like very savvy with time travel and like yeah. this is this is like oh very convenient yeah you got fucking rain man dud it's the rain man and fucking undergrad supreme <laughs> yeah who, who's apparently underage i'm guessing i dude that was a weird vibe actually yeah and so <laughs> i'm so glad that you mentioned primer because i was thinking like how can i squeeze in how much i hate that movie <laughs> because um, <laughs> the first time i saw that movie and actually it was i had seen it and um and i had that forgotten about it and then like um i don't know like a year later pablo was like hey have you ever heard of primer and i was like yeah time travel movie he was like it, it's really awesome and i was like I don't remember that, but like I, I went over to his house. I watched it with him and Carlos and they were like so into it. And, it, and you know, when people are really, really into it, it kind of gets you into it. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a good movie. And then like a week later, I watched it with Regina and I was like, man, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like it's super boring. Like it's uh, it, it kind of makes no sense. Time travel movies never make any sense, but it's not fun. Whereas movies are fun. Dude, seriously, that movie, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that was really fucking cool. And then, like, I think I did. I had a conversation with Pablo and Carlos about it. And, like, like a little while later, like, not too long after I'd seen it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch that shit again. That's got enough going on. And, like, on a rewatch, I was like, ooh, man, this movie, as a movie, it's flawed. (laughs) (laughs) So many levels. Like, it hurts. (laughs) That dude's head is so far up his ass. Yeah. The characters are awful. The but characters are awful. The dude in real cool life beats his wife, apparent, or beats his oh, girlfriend. Oh no, the director guy. No. Yeah, yeah. She directed. Uh, she dies tomorrow, which is a really cool little oh, movie. But anyway, Primer, shitty movie. Yes, yes. Cube. absolutely does not Cube. <laughs> I remember loving Cube, and I, it's been a good. Gosh, oh, 10, shit. 15 years. I was gonna ask you when the last time you saw it. Was. Yeah, yeah. So the the premise is amazing. I love yeah. the premise of it. It's, it's a, awesome. It's super great. It's a super great premise, and because of it, and, and I guess with a bigger influence of what Saw did, uh, there's more movies of this kind of escape escape the room um, type of thing, and yeah. I, I feel two, like two more two more cute movies. Two more yeah. cube movies. We get with the Japanese remake, 
Uh, you get the circle on Netflix as well, or whatever that shit's called. You got a whole um, series of Saw movies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, I, I've got Squid Game vibes from this. This is very much the same, like, faceless, you know, overseer puts people in a death game, like, kind of shit. It's, it has had that kind of, of vibe yeah. to it, too. Yeah, it's very, um, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know if it's fair to call it influential because, I mean, Every other episode uh, of the Twilight Zone was like this, <laughs> <guessing. laughs> but, <laughs> but um, on this scale and this gory, uh, it, one of the first, if not the first movies that did it like this. So I would say that every modern horror movie, and I know some people say modern horror is, is after like Night of the Living Dead, but like modern, like in the last, we'll say 30 years is probably indebted to Saw. Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, I saw, not Saw. Cube, 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 yeah. 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 No, and I completely agree. And like one of the other things that I think is kind of like, man, I I don't know what this movie cost to make, but I couldn't imagine it was a whole lot, really. I mean, it it seems like a semi low budget affair, and to pull off the the to pull off the 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 feeling that the cube wasn't super like cheap was a feat, and I, I think that's pretty cool. And I I think this probably made a lot. I think this did influence a lot of stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I. It, it seems like just the the feel of it. It was like, man, they kind of did this on the shoestring, and it, they, they did a great job. It, yeah, it. There it was, they did a really good job. I think they did a really great job on this. They did, they did. There was a movie that just came out on Netflix like a year or two ago called the uh, the Platform, where it's very similar. People are imprisoned in um, it, it's like a cube like prison, but um, it's a really cool pr- premise where at the very top of this platform, that's they don't know how large it, or this cube structure, they don't know how large it is, but it's a huge like a um, feast full of food as it goes down there's less and less because the prisoners are eating off of it so it's like this oh. kind of like this hierarchy if you're at the very top you can get whatever you want the further down it gets the less food that there is and it's kind of a social experiment too like people at the top will just get food and throw it away and stuff or piss on it and stuff like that so the people below yeah it's it, but that it was very very cube-like this movie is uh, the characters in, in this are very interesting um, because it had been so long since I had seen it. Like I didn't remember any of the twists and turns. And <laughs> no, dude, me neither. I like the twists and turns, and I do like because this is the first time I've seen it. So I really want to hear you guys talk about your re-experience with this. But seeing it for the first time, you know, it's kind of like this thing to see that everybody has their moment, and it's shown many many ways from the the escape artist to the rain man-esque character you know and everybody has this paranoia which works give me your boots motherfucker give me your boots (laughs) that was great that was an interesting thing too because um they really get into like the red the red the red and then he dies like 15 (laughs) seconds later (laughs) that was was cool because a really good horror this type of horror movie especially like the best ones are when anybody can die at mm-hmm. any time because that's real paranoia because um, that guy seemed like he was going to be, you know, the crusty old man who imparted his knowledge onto someone and who was there until the very end. First one and in the most vicious way possible. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was super a, fucking cool. Great kill. Good kills were great. Pretty great. Pretty great. Pretty mm-hmm. You know what this movie had to me? And um, I don't know, maybe in Canada it was, but it seemed like a TV movie. <laughs> but so, uh, Yeah, it totally did. Yeah, but it was gory mm-hmm. and had cuss words in it. And had cuss words. <laughs> and then, dude, uh, it, it's just got that like uh, SCTV film quality. <laughs> I think they, yeah, I think they yeah. all use the same camera up there. 
And it's kind of funny because I know uh, there's three of them, right? Two movies. Uh, yeah. I, I know eventually it got to sci-fi. I don't, so oh, I guess I it kind of makes it because uh, Hypercube, the second one is they get increasingly worse. Oh, <laughs> the, <yeah>. the sci-fi <laughs> one is the sci-fi one is just like god awful. Cube, cube zero. <laughs> I think it's actually called Cube um, Cube Cubed. I guess is that what the three is in the top? Like, oh my god, that's yeah. fucking. Hilarious. Yeah, because it's Cube Hypercube and like Cube Cubed or whatever the hell the three means in the top. Uh, yeah, really corny, which goes to the whole math thing. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I I um I I did think it was kind of funny on a rewatch because the first time I didn't remember this. Uh, but they have a bunch of little montages in it, <laughs> kind of yeah. funny to me. Like they just didn't fit the vibe, the sci-fi horror vibe. <laughs> no, it was like Beekman's World or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> and the the funny thing to me, and, and Danny, you mentioned the world building to it. Like they did an excellent job, like of the actual cube itself, and it as like silly as the math thing was like I, I get it and you have to kind of you know make some concessions to it but um there really wasn't any world building <laughs> I think they were just like you know this faceless soulless I guess well you don't even know it could have been the government it could have been a rich person I don't even know if it was yeah. Canada or Mexico they mentioned I don't even know where it was like <laughs> I, I didn't need to know any of that like what they did inside the cube was pretty cool. Um, anytime mm-hmm. they would talk about what was going on outside of it, I was kind of like less interested. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was the same way. It made me think that, well, if I was stuck in a fucking cube, I wouldn't be worried about fuck all, but getting mm-hmm. the fuck out of that fucking cube. And then you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> so, I would yeah, yeah. be like, oh, you somehow know how to do all these crazy computations? <laughs> No nope. for it. I am following you because I do nope. not do math. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a but, dumb as shit. Oh, but the the <laughs> I did like that the best part was like, oh, we're fucking shitheads. We should have just stayed in the fucking one this, yeah. this one cube the entire time and we could have gotten out feasibly. And so, well, okay. In watching wow. this, um, how did you feel? What's his name? Quentin? Quentin. Was that yeah. the, the cop? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Quentin has this rather abrupt turn to just ape shit madness, yeah. and I thought that was like way out of left field. I was like, yeah, whoa, he's just going for it now. Yeah, because he was a hothead in the beginning, but he was also mm-hmm. like this take charge, like, I'm gonna get you all out of here, yeah, so I'm gonna like get you out of here. Yeah, and then I'm totally fine with like the, the, the initial protagonist becoming the villain and the guy who seems like he doesn't care becoming the hero. But you're mm-hmm. right, it's just all of a sudden he's like a possible pedophile, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's killing people, letting, <laughs> letting, letting, yeah, letting scientists, <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. And then the other guy oh, who didn't seem to give a shit about anything, he's like risking his life to save people. Yeah. <laughs> like both of those, I didn't remember them from the, I didn't remember those parts of the first movie. So when it happened in these movies, completely caught me off guard. And um, I don't think I really cared for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I did either. There, there, there was, well, it was really, I mean, well, the character, just menagerie of characters that you got in there was just hilarious. I don't know. I didn't. I, I thought we were going to get a rather well. We kind of got the ending that I was expecting, to be honest with you. But um, I, I did like that they they kind of just they threw every they kind of threw everything that they could possibly throw at you in this setting mm-hmm. in the movie. They they left kind of no stone unturned, and I I appreciated that by the end of, by the end of the damn thing. 
Yeah, they 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 gave it their all in this for sure. Um, Cube, it's on. Uh, I saw it on Tubi. Where did you guys see it? Freebie. I saw it on Tubi. Tubi, Tubi, Freebie. I think it's on Pluto also. So it's streaming and it's free. Is the point? Blake, <laughs> I'll start with Cube. Cube from 1997. C or no C? 90s, 97's Cube. Yes. Yeah. You just put on um uh some some cool 90s rock and roll, maybe like. Some <laughs> ministry, maybe, or something, something industrial uh, with a fear factory. Yeah, you watch Whoa! Cube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, watch Cube. Cube's great. It's free. You should totally watch it. Um, it's kind of just awesome. Uh, and uh, Danny, what about you? Cube, C or no C? I'm just going to say, listen to Cold Chamber and watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, Cube, if you've never seen it before, you definitely have to check it out. If you haven't seen it in more than five years, absolutely check it out. But otherwise, it's really no. For our third and final movie of the week, we are visiting erotic horror. Um, Piercing is a 2018 movie based on a Japanese novel, I believe. Yep. It's about a man who is a... A sociopath psychopath he's a bad dude and he decides one day that he is going to get a prostitute and do some horrific things to her um as it turns out um well he gets more than he bargained for i guess is how they would put it on the back of the box uh piercing is our second of three movies with an amazing soundtrack yes what did you so this movie which was my pick um i think it has a really cool tone and it, it has great music and it has this almost um like matchbook model of a city yeah. like vibe <laughs> like well, i i don't want to say wes anderson because that's 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 not giving it its its own credit like it's right. it's got its own look and it's very cool and yeah the music plays a huge role when uh they first take a shot of the um Oh, uh, the cityscape and then the music's playing um the first thing that came to mind to me was like is this too stylish like is, uh, um, and i mean that's you know individuals and so what yeah. did you guys think was there a little too stylish I, when we get a city like i don't know it's different like cityscapes you know when you it's los angeles and it's like new york or you know nowhere town usa and this is i feel like uh drive did it too like pretty well and where it didn't tell you you knew it was los angeles but you'd never seen that kind of side of los angeles and wherever this movie was filmed i feel like it tried to keep this uh to be very anonymous and it but it still gave off this really like this this cool like this cool setting of a city that it pretty much plays a just has a is a backdrop of what's going on in this movie hmm. so the question of is it too stylish i uh, I don't think so, but I had a weird, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but I did have kind of a, a different reaction to the, like the rooms. And so mm-hmm. every, every room that you see, bathroom, hotel room, apartment, where, wherever the movie takes place is like, it's, it's to, like Pat's talking about, it's like very stylized and mm-hmm. like attention to detail is crazy in every, in every yeah. scene. And what it did make me feel was like, I would be uncomfortable in every one of these rooms. Because it's super clean. Because it's super clean and sharp and like everything's like 
polished and shiny French and specific very <laughs> yes very specific even the phone has like this cool aesthetic to it like it's <laughs> neat, like a needle weird yellow phone and so like i became uncomfortable i i i would have been uncomfortable in this in this city uh, and so is it too stylish no not for me i think it added to the weirdness of the mm-hmm. whole thing but it it made i it made me uncomfortable it's um uh danny you bring up a really good point about it being anonymous like to me it had a very japanese vibe yeah and um i know blake you mentioned you don't want to like um uh downplay the direction by mentioning wes anderson like to me it had a very kill bill look Mm. to it Mm -hmm. um i thought it was very japanese um the italian influence is very very obvious in it um especially if you're a giallo fan like i mean I mean, Goblin is all over this thing. There's like a bunch of Giallo songs in this. And uh, again, an American actor. Um, Mia Wiesowski, I believe, is Australian. So it's a very international movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I loved how I loved how it was very, um, well, like Danny said, it was very, like, anywhere in the world that this could have been taking place. And like, is and, it in the future? Is it in the past? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I had no it's, idea when it was. It, And that's what... I, I fucking love that you said this has a Japanese feel to it because it's kind of like the city pop cover, but then all this like uncomfortableness of like cleanliness, like, you know, like if the, the thing that always like that does pop up in my head is that restroom. That restroom is insanely like huge and just like, you can't even tell that this guy has been in this restroom for even <laughs> like to use, to take a shit because it's so clean. <laughs> I think most bathrooms should. Well, I, mean, I, I feel like you, you know, you go in there, you should like you have your 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 toiletry bag or you know, whatever. Pile like, of shit I, in the corner. Right? Pile of shit. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you should smell towel. like what is. <laughs> but I, I feel like it, it's the settings in this are really really cool, and uh, I agree, it's so unnerving. But it's also like if this guy's trying to be anonymous through this whole thing, I feel like a lot of it is also like this very unsettling it had like a claustrophobic feel to me too like there wasn't there every like the corridors like in that hotel were like very tiny, narrow tiny tiny very narrow yeah. and it was very yeah. weird to me uh, yeah I, me too yeah I, I know it was intentional and it was to give you that uneasy feeling yep. uh it, it wasn't weird like oh that's weird dumb like it was like no. just uh, <laughs> discomforting um this is the newest of the three movies we watched so spoiler warning we're going to talk about certain aspects of it but you can watch this on netflix and we will not ruin anything um christopher abbott uh like re- i think he's a great actor of oh. possessor black bear with aubrey plaza just does some amazing work i don't know how well this movie would have worked with a different actor he is so good at this weird I don't know how to describe it. He's kind of funny, but he's very makes you uneasy and uncomfortable. <laughs> but he emotes very well. Um, I really enjoy watching his work. I do too. I'm really excited. He's got a new movie coming out with uh, uh, who's in it? Oh my god! It's, it looks really great. Is it Florence Pugh? Yeah, I completely agree. I, I don't know who else would have really fit this role. Like he he kind of looks like uh kit harrington from game of thrones he's got that kind of uh, yeah he's like a it. discount kit harrington yeah but he's a much better actor a much better <laughs> actor yeah he yeah. should be the black knight yeah he should <laughs> totally be the black knight no i hope he's he's kind of like my becoming my one of these 
actors I'm I'm keeping track of paying paying attention to did the same thing with Florence Pugh. I, I'm super excited for this for his career, and I I completely agree. I don't I don't know in particular those scenes towards the uh, towards a lot. We're not spoiling things, but towards the end when things are getting intimate in a really bizarre and interesting way, where he's he's literally taken completely out of his. I mean, he's cut been, off guard. It, yes, it, he's been made indisposed. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. He he has very little to work with, uh, and he's so expressive. And he really he the the whole the whole final probably thirty minutes of the movie. He's just outstanding. In that 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 those last thirty minutes is a fucking ride, and I feel I was probably the most uncomfortable with all that. Just the, the whole thing, I felt uncomfortable it just felt again it it really showed chris abbott did a really good job of just kind of like narrating and doing all these little actions and uh alice in wonderland lady uh (laughs) mia wisikowski wisikowski she she if he was like i felt like he was a little bit high strung she was (laughs) a little bit i feel like she just that energy just right there and i've never seen so it worked so well to make you feel uncomfortable she was so quirky and um yeah she she played around with uh i mean this is a very uh weird situation to Mm -hmm. they find they find themselves in and Mm -hmm. there's like this adorable play playfulness amidst incredible violence <laughs> yeah that yes. i just i that they both did a great job their chemistry on screen was awesome they did a mm-hmm. great job it's it's amazing and it's really important too because it's essentially a two-person show like um they and this could have been a play with different oh. stage sets like uh they it's so important not, not individually they can be great individually but if they don't mesh well then the movie doesn't work and um mm-hmm. they work so well they get over this subtle story we'll get to the ending right now as much as we're able to talk about it but to your point Blake there is this amidst all the extreme violence and gore that's going on whatever is going on there's something else there's something a little more tender that's underneath it yeah (laughs) and um again without with without that chemistry it just doesn't work and it kind of defeats the purpose of the whole movie really you just have like (laughs) you just have a gross movie at that point the um there's a good amount of gore in this uh not a lot but when they show it it's pretty crazy there's a part where someone is stabbing themselves repeatedly in the leg you can and they don't focus too much on it but they focus on it enough to where you can see the individual holes it's like a honeycomb it's so disturbing I, it, it was one of those injuries if, on screen that you like can feel like you immediately start like rubbing your thigh and it's you would could you just it just could you imagine how painful that would be for like weeks you know. <laughs> if you did that to yourself <laughs> yeah. it suck so much I I I, I saw the that, saw that scene and since I I have a scar on my wrist I kind of like start just like feeling that phantom like flesh that was there and i was like oh my god that is so i i I, a lot of this was just like this is this is this is this is it this is this is what we're watching right now like holy fuck and this is the one that i'm watching i think at night and it's the one that makes me feel (laughs) 
the ugliest of yeah. all of these. Like I, I was like, Shit. I'll never look at a can opener the same way. <laughs> no kidding, man. That is a wild scene. The um, it's of we we were just talking about movies being too long. This one is it's short. I think this is like an eighty minute movie. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of those. Yeah, straight to the point. Um, on two levels, like it just kind of ended all of a sudden. Like mm-hmm. it went by so fast. The story, like um, I was yeah. really caught up in it. I was watching it, and then. It was just over. <laughs> um, the ending, though, I'm 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 pretty sure that ending is um, very 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 divisive. Oh, it's it's got to be. I loved it. I love the I, ending. Uh, I, I thought like it had. It. Yeah, I thought it was great. But this funny. We always talk about how, like I could I could I could have taken another five ten ten minutes. Really? <laughs> I could. I, I I like how it ended. It did remind me of another movie that had like this weird toxic relationship to it um a phantom thread i i i was like okay and i i was like this this is this is good this is a this is <laughs> like i was like i like i gently closed my computer and i was like okay <laughs> we we did this and i was not a better person for it but uh it 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 it, it it ended in a way that I did not expect it to end. Your boner was confused, Danny. <laughs> oh, the, uh, my the fear boner is, was like through the roof. So the ending is like very vague. It's one of those like you can take what you want out of it type of thing. Um, I think the last part of the movie, it really underscores to me. And I think, again, it's one of the things you can get what you want out of it. But to me, it underscores what type of relationship that they have um not necessarily a good one but um well it's not a good one at all but it speaks to what kind of people both of them are I thought um if it were any sort or even if it went on a little longer it would have I think taken away from the power of what was said in those final moments Mm -hmm. good point piercing 2018 on Netflix uh Blake this was your suggestion so I'll start with you see or no see Oh yeah, you gotta get your nipples out. Start tweaking them nips. <laughs> get your get your nipples nice and hard for this one. Um, yeah, it's a great. I, I love this movie. I think it's I think it's got a lot of uh, style, a lot of substance. Uh, I think it's this really bizarre love story. It's, it's so weird, mm-hmm. but I I love this movie. Yeah, d- definitely see it. And Danny, what about you? Uh, piercing, see or no see? I do want to just say this before I give my 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 rating. This actually weirdly ties with our Mother's Day or Mother's Day special thing that we've had all, all month long. Uh, and uh, I would say definitely watch this movie. Watch this movie. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, easily check this out. Um, good horror thriller. Uh, hey, it has Goblin, Profundo Rosso, which is an amazing song. So definitely check it out for no other reason. If you're a Dario Argento fan, you can check, see it just for that. Um, Every Saturday, you can find us here. We're part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. There's a bunch of horror-themed podcasts, including ourselves. We'll be glad to hear from you. Plus, we have a giveaway going on. And while you could do all that, you could definitely slide into our DMs. Uh, You could go on to Adventures in Movies over on Instagram. Slide into Pat. uh, His (laughs) (laughs) Slide into Pat. Just slide into Pat. Slide into him. It's not going to be fun for Pat, but it might be fun for you. Uh, over on Instagram at Nathan Poor Taste, uh, you could uh, slide it to me as well, I guess. Uh, just throw a bunch of math numbers to me and see how it goes. Uh, I will not know any answers at all. 
Uh, I cheated a whole year in algebra, and I have no idea how I graduated high school. Uh, you can find me, Danny, on Twitter and Instagram at default underscore player. I'm going to be in Phoenix, by the way, for Fan Fusion. So uh, go see if I'm out there. Go, go see that I'm out there, please. Uh, you can also find our master threader, uh, oh, Blake, oh. On, on Twitter at 4 Eyed Horror. Right, that's right. That's right. That was great, Danny. I was I I enjoyed that. I was I didn't know where that was going or if the information was actually going to get out. That was great. I enjoyed that. Keep doing that kind of stuff. I love it. So next week, who fucking knows, man? Danny's not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. Pat's going to be taking care of. Gina's probably going to be here. It's going to be great. Tune in. And uh, you can find us and see what the hell's going on on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Uh, anywhere where they have all the greatest podcasts in the world you can find us you can also go to more the beautiful and check us out there wherever you listen to us make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen and that's our cue we will talk to you next week so who is the daniel day lewis person in this group i don't know give me a person